Vampires of the Paper Flower Consortium, Episode 28. Stop Summoning Demons. Former Lady of the Kingdom of France, current historian and librarian of the Paper Flower Consortium. Good evening, my beloved initiates. As some of you may know, there has been quite a mess in the coven as of late, with a multitude of holiday celebrations and a certain initiate summoning a demon with his friends. For the friends of Initiate Ben, I am sorry for your loss. However, I am not sorry Initiate Ben is dead. One would think being a beautiful vampire initiate and lover would be interesting enough, but no. Ben had depressed the secrets of paranormal species further, and by doing so, pressed the bounds of good sense. If you are an initiate, you are an adult, and should not do such a foolish thing. And I would point out that even when we had a teenaged vampire in our midst, she was not foolish enough to summon a demon. I explained the perils when I explained what happened to Initiate Ellen. Apparently, Initiate Ben thought he knew better than a vampire who has seen three centuries. As I have said before, any game or business dealings that you play with the demon, the demon will win. Demons always win, so get that through your skulls. We are also angered by the loss because Initiate Ben actually had finished the initiation program. He was a strapping man of 30 but wanted to wait to be turned until 33. He wanted to be at his most muscular and healthy size, and so he took care of his well-being. But in his mind and strict Christian upbringing, 33 was the time to turn. As some may know, Ben loved the modern vampire aesthetic. He wore all black. Ben's apartment was what you might call gothic chic. Black paint on the walls, crow statues, pictures of monsters doing monstrous things. And he read books that featured some of the worst vampire stereotypes. He kept a black cat with golden eyes, named without jest or irony, Lucifer. And all that being said, he had finished the initiation program. He had learned to safely bleed people, and he never used a mirror. And for those who don't know exactly what happened, in October, Ben went searching for the demon we call Harold Taylor. Apparently, there is a meme going around about giving a demon a sandwich and becoming friends. I just don't know what people are thinking nowadays. Demons don't want to be your friend or sexual partner. They want to consume, and they will consume you. And as a note, they would also consume vampires. They consume anything edible. And as you will hear by my account, they eat many things we consider not edible. Ben had brought over two friends, Isaac and Jeremy. They are not initiates or enthralled humans, but they also dress in the modern Gothic aesthetic. My understanding is that these men had visited several times before and were always very polite guests. They had planned to play some sort of console game, and Ben had made some oven-roasted pulled pork. 
and the men ate this on bread with pickles along with some whiskey cocktails. However, once Ben and his friends were a bit tipsy, Ben showed them the meme and started laughing about it. And he had asked his friends if they wanted to summon a demon, because he knew how. As is the belief of many modern humans, Isaac and Jeremy assumed that this was some sort of silly parlor game, and they agreed. Even if they were believers, men tend not to show weakness in front of other men, and so they may have been pushed into this. Now, for all of this to happen, because the men did not come to the library that day, Ben had planned this out. This means he removed the book of ancient spells of demon husbandry from the library, and he untaped the box and unpacked the glass bottle from layers of sand. He was prepared. And so he began, Dear God above, hear my prayer. I ask for your blessing to bind these creatures of darkness. And so on. Just as initiate Ellen did, fetid, malodorous gases poured from the bottle as Harold Taylor appeared, still wearing the leisure suit, which he wore when he was trapped in the bottle in the late 60s. Now, apparently it was clean, and any bloodstains from the last time must have been gone. But of course it is maroon, and so possibly the low lighting just covered the bloodstains. As I said, Ben was prepared. He had made Harold a pulled pork sandwich, along with pickles, and even a whiskey cocktail. Harold Taylor, like many demons, are very gracious. Not only did he accept the invitation, but before he opened his fanged mouth wide enough to consume the sandwich, he offered them bites of his sandwich. As they assured him that they had already eaten, and that they had made it specially for him, he ate it. And once he was finished, he licked his fingers. And he looked around, still hungry, and so they offered him the pan of meat. Harold Taylor buried his face in the large pan, munching and slurping up the moist, sweet meat. And then, when it was only sauce and grease, he licked the pan clean. Harold was still hungry. And Ben asked for a wish before he offered a loaf of bread. Harold laughed. Because, as one can imagine, any time that Harold Taylor is freed from his bottle, he is always peckish. And he opened his mouth wide, showing the rows of monstrous teeth, and shoved the whole loaf of bread in his mouth. And then he began to eat the pickles, he guzzled the whiskey, and he drank the bitters straight. Knowing that one of the men were probably going to be eaten, If Harold Taylor was not satisfied, Initiate Ben offered him whatever he wanted out of the fridge or freezer. And Harold chose some ham steaks out of the fridge, and once consumed, chose some beef steaks out of the freezer, which, yes, he ate raw. And with every selection, he offered some to his hosts, and they always declined. But each time they began asking for wishes, they began pressing him if they got a wish. And Harold laughed in delight and ignored them. After his steaks, he ate a bag of salad mix. And he drank all the milk and orange juice in the fridge. And his stomach started to distend. And though he unbuttoned the jacket of his leisure suit, he still ate. And as he ate, fetid saliva stained the linoleum floors. 
An initiate Ben, realizing he was running out of food, made a line of salt so Harold could not leave the kitchen. And Harold just kept eating. And once the fridge and freezer were empty besides the box of baking soda, Harold offered each of his hosts a scoop of baking soda before he emptied the contents of his wide-open mouth. And then he tried to cross the line. He could not. Ben was right about that. But distorting reality, Harold Taylor stretched a long finger towards them and gestured them closer. Now the three did not want to move closer, and in fact, they all stepped back. But then Ben shoved Isaac into the kitchen. Isaac fell forward and bumped into Harold, who caught him and held him up. And Jeremy screamed, What are you doing? But it was Isaac's screams of pain which echoed down the hallways of the Pearflower Consortium. Now hearing a man scream from her beloved's initiate's apartment, Michelle ran to it. She flung open the front door and saw Ben and Jeremy watching in horror as Harold munched on their still-living friends, biting a finger off at a time. The aroma of appetizing blood filled the room as Isaac's shattered, broken body spilled across the kitchen floor. And for a moment, Michelle was tempted by the blood. At that moment, she grabbed Lucifer and ran out, slamming the door behind her. And wisely, Michelle called Marion. Grumbling words unfit for all the ears that may be listening to this lesson, Marion placed a line of brick dust and salt down in the hallway in front of the door to the apartment. And she entered the neighboring apartments and made lines on opposite sides of the wall. And then she texted Norma, who was quite upset to clean up another demon-related mess so soon. Our two warriors entered the apartment and put salt lines on every window. Now, Harold Taylor at this point had completely killed Isaac, but was still ripping long strings of muscle off the bones with his teeth. However, as I said, Harold is quite mannerly, and he raised his head from his prey and set his eyes upon them. Why, hello, Miss Norma, Miss Marion, or have either of you crossed the altar? Still unmarried, Marion said. Never getting married, Norma said. Would you like a bite? Harold asked them. Oh, yes, we would, Marion replied. Marion spun Jeremy around and she expanded her fangs and bit into his neck. And after she had her fill, she shoved him into the kitchen. Stay, she commanded. And Harold smiled and continued to eat the muscles from Isaac. Sweat poured down the man's face as he realized he could not leave the kitchen. Still spilling blood, he started to cry. Harold moved in front of him and poked him in various places, deciding what to eat first. And he said to Norma, Don't worry, I shall eat the fat first, because so many cooking shows claim that fat equals flavor. Now Ben backed away from the kitchen, believing his status as initiate might protect him. He was wrong. Norma is not tall enough to get a bite on his neck. Instead, she leapt on him, forcing him to the floor and he was screaming as she and Marion sank their fangs into his neck. 
Between her vampire strength, which she has gained over these past decades, and Ben's strength, which she took from his blood, Norma was able to lift him above her head and toss him to Harold. Ben begged for mercy. So did Jeremiah. Well, you were wonderful hosts. I'm very tired, Harold said. And I'm not planning on spending my free time on Earth playing console games. What Harold did to Jeremiah and Ben's corpses is quite unspeakable. However, I suppose we ought to thank God that Initiate Ben was not yet a vampire, and of course neither was Jeremiah. Humans bleed out. Vampires do not. And Norma and Marriott had ensured the puncture wounds on their necks were deep enough that they bled out before Harold Taylor touched them. Which was certainly better and faster than what happened to poor Isaac. Because of this foolishness, the HOA instituted a new rule. Now, this is not an international initiate guideline, which does not mention demons, because it's about vampire initiates. This is a paper flower consortium homeowners association rule. Voted in, by the way, with full support. Initiates who summon demons or other spirits, when that entity decides to eat you, the vampire will not step in. They will just try to contain the mess and return Harold to his bottle with a couple new library books. And by the way, this time, he also got some old technology, an iPhone and a couple old iPods filled with tons of new music, which he had not heard yet. So thank you, Norma and Marion, for cleaning up that little mess. Now, a word from tonight's sponsor, MYT Clothier. Do you dislike ripped denim, thin fabrics, strange hemlines, and how well-made modern clothing is covered in labels? MYT Clothier creates handmade, custom clothing in accessible styles for all body types from all eras, including this one. We use the best quality handwoven silk embroidery from China, damask from France, Italian embroidery and leathers, and many other fine fabrics. And if you wish to look like you stepped out of time, or even reality with some fantastical design, we can make that for you too. And where we're friends, we have a wide variety of double-woven, stretchy materials for those quick transformations. If the cloth tears when you transform, we'll fix it or replace the garment for free. At MYT Clothier, quality is our style. Now, before the question and answer period, I do want to make one announcement for all those people who might be worried. As Lucifer was an indoor-only cat, he needed a good home. And he is settling in fine with Charles and I. It's been a while since we had a non-working pet, but he is a happy cat with lots of toys. Seriously, Charles has been buying so many cat toys. Of course, after being Catholic for three centuries, Charles isn't about to have a cat named Lucifer or after any demon. So the cat's name is now just Luke, and he answers to it just fine. Ben had plenty of cat food in his cupboards, so we knew exactly what kind Luke likes. Now, Norma gave us rules when dealing with unclean spirits, demons, or anyone else. But I thought it might be best just to hear it from her. So, Norma, you're on. Hi, everyone. Always treat demons, fae, and other spirits with respect. They're honest, however, they do not tend to think like humans, which is why I don't like to use modern shorthand like calling them lawful evil. We don't want to offend them or hurt their feelings. Don't forget, vampires are also often categorized as unclean spirits. Some people even call us evil. Demons require sacrifice in one form or another. 
You think you are winning and getting what you want, but in fact, you are slowly losing. Hopefully, your family, pets, and roommates leave you before you get too deep, because while demons will not work for someone else's soul, they will take other souls if offered. Depending on the demon, they may also eat people and pets who are in the way. If, after hearing that, you're still foolhardy enough to summon a demon or related spirit, at least have snacks ready. Most demons enjoy a finely butchered, rare, prime-cut steak with a nice char, such as filet mignon or a delmonico. Some prefer fried chicken with a flavorful coating, and some want pork chops with bacon jam. Whatever they want, you need to give it to them, but you should know when the snacks run out, they will snack on you. Jacob and Derek told me to add that I now charge $10,000 for initiate or young vampire demon cleanups. As you will most likely be eaten and or dragged to hell, my legal representation will most likely be suing your estate. I am sorry for the price increase, but inflation, you know. I always need a ton of supplies for demon-related cleanups. They don't need blood like we do, so they tend to be super messy eaters. And this isn't about demons. This is about Jacob and Charles. They're super ticked off at Initiate Ben for trying to contact demons after what happened to Initiate Ellen last year. Charles is ready to rip someone apart. Jacob is ready to run a sword through them. I'm not saying this metaphorically. Charles certainly has the strength to rip off your head. And Jacob has a sword. Never forget that if we behave in ways which endanger Agatha or Loretta's security, we die. Jacob and Charles both love their respective wives a whole lot more than they may love you or me. Forget this at your peril. Thank you, Norma, for that informative segment. And she's probably right about Charles and Jacob. They are quite angry right now. And now it's time for questions. Question from Initiate Troy. Troy, I will not ask this if I already answered it in a previous lesson. Never mind, Lady Loretta. I can read his mind. The deal I made with the demon we call Mr. Harold Taylor is a trade secret. All you need to know is the coven is safe from that demon. And Initiate Troy, I shall not answer this follow-up question. Lady Loretta, I have a question. Are your initiates getting stupider? I am no longer sure. It seems to me, Lady Loretta, it is not good for the coven to have an initiate who is tempted by the recent demon activity to summon a demon because unlike the others, he knows what he is doing. May I eat this person? I'll be a lot cleaner than a demon. I won't spill a drop. Wait. Norma, allow me to call Papa, Pascaline, and Charles down to the library. It is good, I should think, to tame their bloodlust. But keep it neat, won't you? You can't eat me! Oh, but I can. I might have been born too late to be a knight, but I swore an oath that I will protect this coven. No! Let me out! Help! Somebody help! To the friends and family of Initiate Troy. Initiate Troy has failed the initiation program. Now, our pool of initiates is certainly getting smaller these past few weeks. But sadly, this often happens when the veil of ignorance is lifted from human eyes. Please be wiser than Initiate Troy and Initiate Ben. So if you choose to summon demons, I would not do it within the coven walls. And have a good day, my beloved initiates. And sleep the sleep of the dead. The Vampires of the Paperfly Consortium podcast was written and performed by Elizabeth Gazzetti. Norma was played, as always, by Stevie Ray Causey, and Initiate Troy was played by Dennis Roberts.
The amazing intro and outro music was written by Evan Witt, and you can learn more about his music at www.wittynotes.com. Other sound effects are listed in the show notes. If you have a question for Lady Loretta, please send her a message by clicking on the button at www.elizabethgazetti.com slash consortium. One more announcement. The next Elders of the Paper Flower Consortium book, Intrigue Among Vampires, is coming out on May 1st. This history is all about how Pasquale and Loretta escaped the Dragon Aids, met werewolves, and two vampires who would change the course of their lives. And it also includes the complete romance of Loretta and Charles, all in the backdrop of France during the regime of King Louis XIV. You can pre-order it at the website or Amazon.com. Thanks for listening.